story. I had, to do, I had to do hair and makeup. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Usually we go live. Hey, good evening, everybody. I am Gina B here with Mama D. Mama D. Yay. And I thought she wasn't going to be with us. And then she appeared at the last minute and just made my night. So I'm really thrilled. Mm -hmm. But we have a really, really busy, packed show tonight with Mike Rick Secker. He is with us. I'm going to play his bio video. He will be with us as soon as it ends. What we are going to do tonight is show a ton, and I mean a ton, of pictures. So if you are listening to any of our Anchor FM venues, I please, I implore you to go to our YouTube channel and watch the show. If you're listening later, or even now, if you're just listening, you want to watch this one. Yeah. We'll be back in a minute. Good evening, I am Gina B, and the place to be is here with me and Mama D every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here in the Fox Den. And tonight with us is Mike Ricksecker. He is the author of the Amazon best-selling A Walk in the Shadows, A Complete Guide to Shadow People, and the historic paranormal books Ghosts of Maryland, Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma, Campfire Tales Midwest, Ghost Story and Case Files, and the Encounters with the Paranormal series. He has appeared on multiple television shows and programs as a paranormal historian, including Travel Channel's The Alaska Triangle, Discovery Plus's Fright Club, Animal Planet's The Haunted, Bio Channel's My Ghost Story, and Ren TV's Mysteries of Mankind. Mike also produces his own internet supernatural-based shows on the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel and is the producer and director of the docuseries The Shadow Dimension, available on several streaming platforms. On Tuesday and Wednesday nights, he hosts The Edge of the Rabbit Hole and Beyond the Shadows live stream shows. Respectively, Haunted Road Media is his own paranormal and supernatural book publishing and video production company representing a number of paranormal authors, winning an award for excellent media in the paranormal field at the 2019 Shock Fest Film Festival. Mike's historic paranormal articles have been published in the Baltimore Sun, Paranormal Underground Magazine, and he previously wrote an Oklahoma City paranormal column for TheExaminer.com. His work has also been featured in The Oklahoman, The Fred Frederick News Post, Marshall University's The Parthenon, and Louisiana State's University's Civil War Book Review. He now hosts many of these articles along with informational videos and learning courses on the Connected Universe Portal website. And we welcome you to the Fox Den Mike. Hi, Mike. Thank you. For Hi. Being, thank you for being here with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're, no problem. Wow. You have a wonderful microphone. <laughs> we have to talk about your microphone. <laughs> I need some microphones. I was actually having issues with my microphone before we started the show. I had to do a test on our test page to check to make sure that it was working. Uh -oh. It wasn't. So hopefully it stays on there. Hi, everybody. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Jonies. Hi, Tammy. Um, guys, share the show. But, again, I'm going to say it one more time. If you're listening 
on any of our Anchor FM venues, just audio only. Please go to the YouTube channel, The Fox Den with Gina B and Mama D. Watch this show. We're going to show a lot of pictures. Um, now, okay, according to your bio video, um, Tammy says, Hi, Mike. The pictures of Egypt were amazing. Yes, we are going <laughs> to get Tammy. to that. So we're gonna we're gonna go through the the paranormal stuff like really quickly. You've been doing this for uh, what a million years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a few years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you put out books like I say, like Joni Mayhan puts out books. Mm. It's like you think of something, and the next thing you know, it's out, it's published, and there you go. You know. So what what started you on that? Like just the, mean, the writing and putting out the books. The, the writing. I, I've I've been writing ever since I was like seven years old. That's always that's been in my blood forever. Um, so I mean, really, I got started with uh, with mystery writing when I was a little kid. I loved the Encyclopedia Brown books, so I was trying to to mimic mm -hmm. those. Um, so I was writing little mystery stories, and I did write a little bit of like paranormal fiction, some ghost stories, and if you can imagine, historic fiction as a seven-year-old, uh, which was just kind of like little Revolutionary War stories of George Washington and a lieutenant, and the artwork with stick figures, you know, sort of thing. Um, but but yeah, that's always been that's always been a part of my blood. So uh, the first book that I actually published was was a mystery novel. Uh, but I had written some um, like paranormal short stories and things like that, and. Uh, my publisher for my first paranormal book, uh, Ghosts of Maryland, reached out to me and said, hey, I know you're writing uh, fiction, but I see that you also have an interest in the paranormal. Would you be interested in writing a nonfiction book? Uh, you know, they were expanding their, their line of, uh, of paranormal books and wanted to know if I would take on the state of Maryland. It was like, uh, absolutely. So yeah. that kind of yeah. catapulted me into all of this. Awesome, awesome. And then how did you start uh, Haunted Road Media, like doing your own productions and everything? And yeah, um, well, yeah, I'd, I'd been doing um, you know, paranormal videos on YouTube for a while when I started Haunted Road Media. I started doing that like probably uh, around 2010, 2011, something like that. And um, my it was, it was a problem with YouTube back in the day where you could get click bombed. And what that was was... Um, you know, somebody could come onto your video and just start hitting all the ads and making it look like you were just trying to, you know, up your ad revenue. And so, you know, YouTube would flag that. And after so many times of somebody doing that to you, they would uh, terminate your channel. And so that happened to my oh. original channel, oh, which was a, really horrible. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, I know. I know. So in order to come back to YouTube, I... Um, you know, one of the motivations was uh, Hunter Road Media. It had already been in the back of my mind to actually do a production company, but um, with the with the book side of it, because it's also a book publishing company. Right. Um, I had I had a number of people for years asking me for advice and you know how to uh, get started with writing, how to get published, and all that. And so I would give them some advice and you know kind of throw them to the wolves. Uh, but it kind of dawned on me around the same time, well, instead of throwing them to the wolves, I know the whole process. I could just take them through it. it and be their publisher. And so so we can send people because I have, you know, I, I read a book a week for my show. <laughs> and then, you know, and a lot of them are self-published and everything and they have yeah. a hard time. And then they're, you know, looking for someone else to do their next one. Are you only doing paranormal people or can you do any kind of book? Um, I take a variety of uh, of different people. Right now, I'm not taking submissions, though. I'm pretty much booked out for the rest okay. of the year. 
Okay. All right. Just ask. Let us, let us know when you are because we have. Sure. We have people. We have a lot of them, you know. So, you know, we're always, we, we remember our people and we try to help them, you know. So right, that's, right. That's, that's the main thing about. Well, this, yeah. And that's the whole idea. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Just to you know, help the community and help the people, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So now, shadow people. I, you saw a shadow people or person when you were a child. So mm -hmm. uh, quickly tell that story to the people that don't know. The people that do know, you do know the story. Yeah, yeah. My first like real significant paranormal experience was when I was about eight years old, woke up in the middle of the night, and there was this tall, dark figure standing in the corner of my bedroom. Of course, I had no idea at the time that it was a shadow person or a shadow being or that's what you called it or anything like that. I just thought there was an intruder in the house and it was about to kill me because that's you know what you think at that age. Uh, fortunately, I'm still alive to tell the tale, which is great. Yeah, um, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it did get physical with me. It actually approached my bed, leaned over. I'm trying to scream. Nothing's coming out of my mouth. I'm staring into this black face and there's nothing there. There's no eyes, no nose, no mouth, nothing. Everything's just black. And it actually grabbed me by the wrists, crossed my arms across my body, and then it ran off down the hall. And by then I found my voice, found my legs, ran off to my parents' bedroom screaming. Uh, they tried to console me, told me that, you know, I just had a bad dream, but I, I knew I'd been awake for this whole thing. Yeah. Well, there's that thing, too, now that a lot of people get this similar, you know, the, the being held down and whatnot, and they're afraid. Mm -hmm. But the one thing you can move is your tongue. And I was always taught, you know, by, <laughs> by Chris, um, psychic, you know, Chris George, he always said, you can still move your tongue. You know, if you, if you're religious, you can make the sign of the cross in oh, there you go. your tongue, if you're nervous, if you're afraid. So there's a, you know, there's a little light, you know, at that, at that tunnel when you're being held down, but it's a child. You're not going to know this. You're not thinking you know? of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then that's going to probably be the last thing on your mind. If this is happening to you anyway, it's just like, just help. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. Panic, you know, and help. But now, I, I swear, because I would, I've been, you know, doing all kinds of things to get prepared for this show, mm -hmm. and I've been thinking about shadow people. And I bought this house, and I've seen, I have, it's haunted, it is, right? Okay. And I have different things going on at different levels of the house. I've always seen a shadow person at the top of my second floor landing, go from my guest room into the uh, the porch area, and back and forth. Never in my bedroom, never anywhere else in the house. Mm -hmm. And I climbed into bed two nights ago, sat down. You know, I got my phone. I play my games before I go to sleep. You know, I right. play uh, Scrabble. You know, so I play my Scrabble games, you know, TV's on and stuff. But I had it on pause because I was actually talking to my friends before I played my Scrabble. And this thing comes out of my bathroom, black. And we uh -huh. die out into the hall and is gone. I actually got up and I, and I grabbed the flare i was i was doing <laughs> i'm looking around for this thing i i was freaking out you know i like it because it's never been in the bedroom before then i'm thinking it's like sending them your way it's like they all know mike's gonna be on the show and they're gonna make an appearance getting now. ready for me yeah, well, yeah. Telling you, the yeah they're like well then you know you can't just talk because i want really want to talk about the egyptian stuff mm -hmm. you know and i'm like well all right so we have to talk about the shadow people you know and and what what um now you wrote the books so let me get that book right. up here hi 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 you've seen several throughout your life happens all the time in your house now mary jane oh boy <clears throat> so let me get okay this. i have a question on shadow people are shadow people sure. always a negative entity no, no. 
No, they are they are not. Uh, most are actually just rather benign. They're just there. They you know they move about. Many of them just watch and observe. Um, yes, there are some that are negative. Some are actually benevolent and will actually help people. So it just depends on the particular shadow entity. Okay, because I, I, I know very little, if anything, about it. And I first heard about it and I was like, okay, interesting. And I used to see a shadow on my driveway, but I never I never got the negative feeling. I always got like, okay, they're just checking up on me, making sure everything's just there. Yeah. Yeah. And, then and, and that's the way most of them are. Okay, right. cool. Yeah. So that shadow dimension, that book that I put up there, the docu-series, um, is www.shadowdimension.com, and you can mm -hmm. watch that. And um, and also you had the, the thing on Tubi. It was on Tubi. I watched yeah, it on yeah. Tubi. I love Tubi. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Shadow Dimension, uh, it's been out for a couple of months now. It's a six-part docu-series. Uh, I have a lot of great people in it, like uh, Carl Johnson, Johnny Enoch, Andrea Perrin's in it, um, yep. just you know, a whole plethora of people. Yep. And, you know, we are... Yeah, basically, I'm on the lookout and, and trying to find uh, you know the answers to the the shadow entities and go to the Conjuring House and go to you know Mineral Springs Hotel in, in Illinois and trying to get to you know the root of you know what is actually generating these is the the portal activity that are at these particular locations and you know we cover a lot of different aspects of uh, yeah. of shadows within the series and yeah it's on it's running on Tubi right now you can find it on Vimeo Cosm. Um, what's the what's the fourth one uh but yeah there are a number of different streaming locations that it's that it's on right now and there are more more options yeah. coming too shadow dimension that is streaming now gotta see it you just gotta see mm -hmm. it and andrea i love andrea i haven't seen her <laughs> geez, uh, since rhode island you know it's like yeah it's been a little while yeah i know we need to get back out there same with you i was saying you know we haven't seen anybody at events and you know, hopefully we're we're starting up again and getting all back out there, getting to see everybody again, and you know, yep. start it. yeah, events are just starting back up, and that and that's a wonderful thing to be able to get out there and see everybody again because it's been, you know, more than a year uh, since seeing most people. So yeah, I know. So, too love long. the events right now. Too long, too long. Okay, um, does anybody have any questions about shadow people, paranormal? His books before we go on to the Egyptians. <laughs> We're like, we want to go on to the Egyptians. Sorry, did I say that? I know. I know. I know. I mean, we, we love the paranormal. We absolutely love the paranormal. Yeah. So let's see. Um, Everything I'm learning is from is not from firsthand knowledge for me. Like I say, I have a feeling I would be the girl in the room that would go screaming. As much as I love my my, my my spirits and stuff, I think the moment, you know, just, but Gina's going to be there and Bob's going to be there and I'm going to hide behind Bob. <laughs> Bob will be yelling too. Yeah. I'm the, I'm yeah, I see the, yeah. the comment from Tammy there uh, calling yeah. them watchers. She experienced shadow figures all of her life. So, um, yep. so. Thank you, Tammy. Um, yeah, real, real quick story, um, you know, kind of on that, that similar note. Um, you know, I have you know, some history within the book of, of shadow entities. I even get back, we'll be talking about it a little bit when we get into Egypt. Right. Um, but I tell a story of Madame de Esperance, who was a physical medium during the spiritualism movement. And she had some interesting experiences that were, that were quite different. So she grew up in a haunted house in which she was experiencing both ghosts and shadows. She was actually afraid of the ghosts and... Uh, believe that the shadows were her protector. So when she'd see a ghost, she'd run uh, to the shadow entities that were in her house for protection. But when wow. she got older, got married, moved into a different house, 
and again, this this house had some activity going on there. Uh, there were different shadows that were there, and she didn't like those shadows in this new house. So um, well, you get that, it just that depends sense. on the particular you know, shadows. As, as being you mm -hmm. being your best paranormal you know, piece of equipment, you know, if you get a nervous yeah. feeling, you're getting that nervous feeling for a reason. You right. Back up, you know, if you feel okay and safe and protected, then go forward, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, not, yeah your not, body's your best tool. Your body's yeah, your best tool. 100%. 100%. Although I love equipment, you know, well, yeah. those gear, hello, <laughs> you know, we, we do love the equipment. I do like getting all the evidence. I like, you know, being able to prove it, you know, especially the people that, you know, are like, I don't believe in ghosts and I don't believe in spirits and I don't believe mm -hmm. in this and I don't believe in that. But this happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think from everything that I'm learning, I think that our body is a tool. It's just that we can't depend on one or the other. Using them both is is it's just like a confirmation one of the other. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and Jojo says, are are some good and some bad? Yes, yes, some yep. good, some are good and some are bad. Same with you know spirits and and the shadow people. Like Mike, Mike has a different, a whole bunch of different types of entities that he goes through classifying shadow people, and the hat, the hat man, and everything. You know that we know Deanna, you know had, had a big. Mm -hmm. Part of her story was that the hat shadow person right. was bad, you know, but doesn't mean that they're all bad. But, you know, you, you get, get right. this the, book. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the way I like to put it is it's very simplistic. It's the same as with, you know, humans. Some humans are good. Some humans are bad. Same with mm -hmm. shadow people. Some shadow people are good. Some shadow people are bad. Yay. Yeah. They each have their own agendas and personalities. Exactly. Oh, not that one. Another one popped up. All right, excited to hear about Egypt things. Homeschooling this year and doing a unit on ancient Egypt. I have always been drawn to it since a little girl. Awesome. Awesome. Well, then, you know, Mike is going to be our chore guide. <laughs> and he's going to take us on his on his trip. Um, okay, and here we go. Did you see or feel anything in Egypt? Ah, Michelle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, awesome. You know, but did you take paranormal equipment? <laughs> but but uh, yeah, but I I had to take an emodium. <clears throat> oh, oh. <laughs> did you drink the water? <laughs> oh, definitely don't drink the water there. No, oh. no, no, no. Drink bottled water. Drink bottled water. Um, <laughs> no, we ate something funny a, a week into it. About halfway through the trip, we ate something funny the one night, and a couple of us were feeling it the next day. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. so you do have to be careful. Uh, I mean, yeah. most of the food is fantastic. Uh, it's you know there there are different seasonings that they make and uh, the shawarma and uh, some of the different like chickens that they make and rices and just so much of the food is really really good. We just the one particular night just mm -hmm. it happens. Yeah, and it was tough to recover because we're out in the blazing sun all day. So it's like you're trying mm -hmm. to stay hydrated, and so that. You have to be careful of that uh, when you're out in Egypt. Is drink right. drink a lot of water. Oh my God, that's I I I would love to like you went on my trip for me because I would not be able to do it. <laughs> I need air conditioning. I need cool weather. I can't be out in the blazing sun. I will just die. I can't breathe. Well, it's it's so cooler in the winter. You know, it's like in the 70s out there during the winter. Well, then I can go in the winter. Right. There you go. Christmas. Yeah, because we are talking about. Um, doing an, uh, another trip where this time I'll be, uh, you know, uh, one of the special guests along with uh, Muhammad Ibrahim uh, in November of 2022. So nothing oh, really? set in stone yet, but we're talking about doing that. So, and we, we're checking the temperatures there. It's it's 
you know, mostly around the 70s, uh, maybe low 80s around that time. That that's not bad, but I can't stand like the nineties, the hundreds, the how well. Yeah, we were we we're in the one teens, and, and you know, it's getting kind of crazy. I mean, they're they're actually about to shut down their their season. They they have an off season during the summer, like our amusement parks during the winter will shut down. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite for Egypt, where they'll shut down for a couple months during the summer because it just gets too hot. Right. Well, they did say that that was part of um, you know deterring the grave robbers. Uh, you know, because of the, the heat and stuff. So, you know, they wouldn't really be going out there in the, the blazing sun to, to rob the tombs and whatnot. So they had at least some time that they could be like, okay. Um, right. All right. So I did change the background. We are going to be talking about it. So, all right. One. Because we've got a lot of questions in the chat room about Egypt. So all right. think as much as they want, you know, the paranormal, Egypt yeah. is the highlight. Yeah, we can we can throw a couple paranormal things in there too. You know, not, we're not like out of the realm here. We do okay. talk about yeah, the, paranormal. the paranormal Egypt kind of go hand in hand a bit yeah. here. Oh, huge! Yeah, I mean that's what they're, it's the book of the dead. It's everything about the dead. Hi, Bob. Hey, gorgeous <laughs> hearts. Oh, hey, Bob. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do they? Oh, there's one from Tammy. Do they believe in the paranormal over there? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a big part of their culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the mummies, the afterlife, the everything that they do to preserve and put forth your life. Um all right, here's the thing. Now they go through all this so that they have all this stuff in the afterlife with them. And then we are the ones pillaging it and throwing it in museums. Right. So are we disturbing their afterlife? I mean, can we go in there and talk to the people, to the mummies that you can not talk to? Yeah. It's, I don't know. It, it's it's challenging. It's, it's definitely an interesting dichotomy. Um, because, yeah, we we are disturbing their, their belief system in their mm-hmm. afterlife by taking these things out of the tombs and putting them in museums. The the problem is if we don't take it out of the tombs and put it in museums, grave robbers will. Exactly. So we are protecting it from grave robbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just feel so bad about, you know, disturbing them in their peace. And they went through so Mm -hmm. much. I mean, years and and years and years of building these pyramids and and tombs and, and, you know, the lengths that they went through. It's sad, but we have already lost so much to the, the tomb raider, raiders and tomb robbers. And you look at the Valley of the Kings, the only tomb that was found intact with all of its treasures was Tutankhamun's. Every, well, everybody was, else's were pillaged. I thought, I thought part of his was robbed, like twice. I thought two, I thought there, two I mean, there is some speculation that maybe some things were taken out, but they, they chalk it up to an, an intact tomb. Ah, yeah. But oh, it's so cool. And then even the people, like the, the higher people, priestesses and, and priests and, and whatnot, they've had some really great burials too, you know. Oh, they, they have. Their stuff, you know? Yeah, been, Tuts been, was, one, was one of the smaller ones, actually. I mean, we, we love it because we were able to extract so many of those treasures, and they're absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, they have those at the, at the Cairo Museum. And they don't let you take pictures of the mask or anything. There's a... Um, there's a room that's cordoned off where you can get in there, you can view the mask and some of the other treasures, but you're not allowed to take photos in there, which is too bad. Why is that? I don't know. No, that's good. I, I mean, honestly, I don't because it it's something to it. Uh, I mean, I can see not. Well, that it, that doesn't work for gold. Gold, the gold doesn't tarnish or anything like yeah, that. Um, so I I, th- I I think it's one of those or. Um, 
they just want to sell you know, ex- exclusivity and yeah. for that exclusivity um if you want to get in there and actually get photos um like if you're an institution or whatever then you pay and that is a big thing over there to try to get into some of these different um to get special access to things or have the guards kind of turn a blind eye you can bribe the hell out of people over there. <laughs> <laughs> I know money, money speaks. I mean, I, I saw or money, seeing money speaks these, there. Yeah, it, absolutely. You know, anywhere, <laughs> but I mean, seeing pictures of like the, the streets and the, and the cities and mm-hmm. stuff and where they have all the big barrels of, of all the, uh, who, whatever they sell there, you know, it, it's, you always see it in the movies like that. And you wonder if it's like that in real life. And it really is. It, it is if you go yeah if you go to the like the Cairo markets it's definitely like that now there are a lot of um, there are a lot of streets that um, you know it, was, it, was, it broke my heart in a lot of cases uh, especially there's there's a part of Cairo that we had to drive through because there's at the top of the mountain there it's not even really a mountain it's just like a big hill um, is a Coptic church that's basically uh, set into this carved out cave, which is amazing. But you have to drive through this part of town that is specifically for the garbage collectors of Cairo. It's it's on the outskirts of the town, but basically they've cordoned off this area that all those that go into Cairo and collect the garbage, they basically bring it back to their homes and they're separating like recyclables and all this stuff. Um, and it was just like really sad to watch because here's these children playing, there's old ladies going through this stuff. Um, yeah, it was that was terrible. So you do see some nasty things uh, like that, unfortunately. But then, like you said, you go to the Cairo markets and you just have like all these little stalls and there's all these like you know spices and incense and yeah, um, you know, mm. there's there's knockoff designer and, stuff and, there and if you is want that. Yeah, it was everything bargain, bargain, bargain. Oh yeah, yeah, you haggle them down. Yeah, the the price that they say is not the price that you're gonna buy it for. So, <laughs> what um, is the what is the um, currency exchange? Um, fifteen to one. So basically, for uh, every for fifteen uh, Egyptian pounds, it's basically one American dollar. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you come home? So with money? and Did you take and it, and that's. Yeah, I, I brought some Egyptian money home, but basically, <laughs> you you tip a lot of people. So if, um, um, you know, they if you use a uh, like a bathroom at the museum, you, you walk in, they have you know people that kind of you know like hand you the towels, the paper towels, and all that. Yeah. You got to you have to tip them a dollar, oh, yeah. and they're very happy to take a dollar. Um, so there's there's a lot of that. Uh, so you basically take stacks of one dollar bills, and they'll take the American uh, dollars. And your mode of transportation. Now I have one. I think I think I put up here. I'm honest to God, people. I have a million pictures up here, but I think one of these that I put up before you, you have sent our bus on there. Some, not the bus. I have all right. These I'm going to go through these really quickly, guys. Okay. All right. So I'm going to try to find the one. Oh, you had the you had the horse there in the yeah, one photo. Yeah, is that this one? Yeah. No, no it was a different That's one. Come on. I know I put it up there. Thought I put it up there. Yeah, I, I saw it real quick there for a moment. Oh, all right. One more time. There it is. There, there it is. Okay. Yeah. So was did you do that? Did you ride? We did. Yeah, there? that was uh, for Ed Food Temple. So uh, we we spent the first five days in 
Cairo and then flew down to Aswan and spent the next week on a Nile River cruise. But we would take, you know, the, the day trips off of the cruise. And when we got to Edfu to get from the boat to the temple, we took the uh, horse carriage rides, which was really fun. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Did you ride a camel? I did not ride a camel. Others <laughs> others in the group did. Uh, I did not. That was um, the one afternoon. I was, I was starting to feel some heat exhaustion. It was kind of cramping up in my stomach. So I was like, yeah, it's not a good day to ride a camel. <laughs> no, apparently not. All right, Mama, can you take that one down? I want to show some more pictures. All right, I want you to explain what some of these... Um, sure. Pictures are there. These are ones from you. Now I got these pictures all in a folder, and I have to say, I wasn't sure what goes with what because this <laughs> yeah, is yeah, they're trip. a little. So I have right. them a little jumbled up. Okay, that's and right. They're not the right locations as what they are here. Let me get the um, banner off. Well, we'll we'll start with because we were talking shadow people a moment ago. We'll start with the one in the yes. upper right hand corner. Um, right. That is actually a photo. It's not. It's not my photo. Um, but it's from the tomb of Arinifer, which is not a tomb that, that we went into, which is one of the nobles at the uh, Theban necropolis. But I've used this uh, image in a lot of my work, and it's in my book, A Walk in the Shadows, because it is a uh, ancient Egyptian depiction of a shadow entity where they believed in uh, seven different parts of the soul. And, and honestly, uh, depending on who you talk to, sometimes they'll say they believed in five, sometimes they say seven, sometimes they say nine. It's interesting, it's always an odd number. But the way I was taught was seven different parts of the soul. One of those is the shadow uh, that will stay here on earth. The shadow and the ka will stay here on earth. And then you can see the ba birds there, which is the spirit. And those, those and the other parts of the uh, soul go off to the constellation of Orion in the afterlife. So I, I like yeah. to use that as the depiction for the shadow. That's amazing. And then behind yeah. you on the on the opposite side of that? Yeah, the opposite side. That's a great pyramid behind me, uh, which we got exclusive access to there, only our group, for uh, two whole hours on the summer solstice. Uh, from five in the morning till seven in the morning. Uh, it was it was the main it was the main purpose of our tour. It was the return of the Kepper cycle, uh, which is uh, there are different cycles of the sun and uh, Kepper is basically the beginning of the new uh, cycles of the sun, and we yeah, started a, that right on the summer solstice. So that it was, was amazing. What looks like a pile of rubble is it out? Is that outside the pyramids with where it's like a a calendar and it you know kind of looks like a rocks in a circle? Um, it, it's somewhere. I saw it on one of the shows I watched. Oh, you're talking like, about. I think you're talking about Napa Playa. We did go there. They've moved that to the outside the Nubian Museum. Oh, okay. Because that was like the original calendar-like thing. Like the the one stone was for the summer solstice that faced, you know, the... the... Yeah, they, they call that... Um, it's it's funny. They, they call that Egypt Stonehenge, but really yeah. it's, it's older than Stonehenge. And so <laughs> Mohammed right. was like, they should be calling Stonehenge uh, uh, England's Napa Playa. <laughs> Well, yes, yes. And then we have like America Stonehenge. You, have you gone there? Because you're from up, you know. I have not been there, actually. Oh, you can well, that. it's cool. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, that is a neat place. It's a neat place to visit. And they have elk there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, there you go. All right, so back to this. So, so. Now, this yeah, bottom to, one. Now, that's The bottom Johnny. one. 
That's Johnny. Yep, Johnny Enoch. And basically what he's pointing at, this is at uh, Esna Temple. It's a smaller temple, but it's beautiful. Uh, they've been restoring it. There's a bunch of soot that was on the ceiling, and as they're removing the soot, there's all these beautiful colors uh, that are emerging. But this is one of the friezes that's there. And what he's pointing at here is a depiction of, um, you can see the round uh, cartouche that's there. And the depiction in the middle of it is actually of a temple, but you can see it's it's raised up, and you can see they're using some different rods. So basically, this is a representation of them levitating the temple. Oh, you know, I was wondering that. I, you know, because they always say we don't know how, we don't know how, we don't know how. Now they depict everything mm-hmm. in picture forms, hieroglyphs, you know, the, all the sanctioned writing. They have to they have do. it somewhere on how they. Well, you know. Yeah, what's interesting about that, and a lot of those depictions you see them using these rods we have not been able to find any of these rods they they're, they've gone missing or been lost to time or some people believe that they are in private collections and nobody's you know admitting that they actually have some of these things it's, it's one of the unfortunate things that has happened with uh, antiquities is that you know you have uh, rich private collectors that have brought these into uh, their own collections and we we got to really see some of that firsthand uh, when we were at uh, uh, Dindara Temple. There's a new kind of quote-unquote crypt that they've opened up, and I say quote-unquote because there there weren't any bodies or anything that were stored down there. It's not a crypt as in our sense of uh, of Just what a crypt storage. is, but right. it's yeah, it's it's basically it's it's underneath the temple, and it's a passageway that you kind of you know crawl around through. Uh, but they had opened up. A second one, first time in 20 years that they'd opened up. We were the first group inside of it. And as you're walking down uh, the passage, you're seeing large blocks of those of those friezes of, of the yeah. artwork that have been removed. And you see the chisel marks. And the chisel marks are fairly fresh. So, you know, I started, I started asking about that. You know, okay, where did all these go? You can see that they've been removed. Mohammed didn't really want to, you know, talk about it so much other than, yes, you are, you're on the right track. Uh, so, uh, I mean, because these are, yeah. it's, it's his countrymen, so he's not going to disparage them. Um, exactly. But, you know, Johnny and I talked about it on the side, and he's just kind of shaking his head. He's like, yeah, basically, you know, you're talking private collectors, you know, there'd be a bidding war for stuff like that. So you, that's what they were doing over the past 20 years was... Of of course. Yeah. yeah and, mean, and, what, and what they're and after are the depictions of immortality. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. They want to know how that stuff worked. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, these, I know again, I'm, not, I'm just putting them together because they're two hieroglyph things. So, right. I'm together, I'm not sure if they're in the same place or not. Um, but. Yeah, from two different temples. So the top one is from Dindara Temple. And that, to me, I included this one for you because it's kind of fun. If you see the image in the middle, you see a genie. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a genie to, okay. to the right of the snake. Yeah, because he's getting only, yeah, he doesn't have any legs. You can see this the snake that looks like a staff. And then, right. yeah, the guy looks like a genie. See, I was thinking merman, merman, you know, because they have the, <laughs> the Nile there and everything is about the Nile, you know, and that gives them life. So I going, well, maybe it's a mer person. Yeah, and but the yeah, the one below it. More sense. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, genie. And then they have, you know, the legends of the jinn and, and things like that there. So, right, right. so that, that all plays into it. Um, that's actually on the ceiling of uh, Dindara Temple. 
So that's amazing. Um, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it still has all that beautiful blue color. You see, if if you look on the blue background, you can see the stars there too. Wow. So you're actually looking at the night sky. Wow. Yeah, up on the ceiling. It's just the magnitude mm -hmm. and the size and the scale of these things are just. Oh yeah, you have you have no idea until you're actually standing in it. You know, you see you see pictures and videos and things like that, but until you're standing in there, you just have no idea how oh. huge it is. Right? Oh my god. Yeah. Definitely a dream trip for me. It really really truly yeah. is. Yeah, I highly recommend it. And people ask me, "Oh, is it is it safe to go? Is it dangerous?" And it's like we were never in any danger. Um it was perfectly safe the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I think if you go at a heightened time, maybe you know with this turmoil going on i think we're getting a little back to okay now you know for, yeah. for travel but <clears throat> then again we're still coming out of covid so right there's that and people asked about that too and the interesting thing about uh egypt okay so they have like right now uh England has uh, red-listed Egypt, but not because Egypt has like a significant number of cases or anything like that. They don't. They, they actually have a very small number of COVID cases. Uh, they're actually more worried about the flu in Egypt than they are of COVID. The wow. reason why England red-listed them is Egypt isn't vaccinating people. Um, oh. and, and they're not vaccinating people because they're like, we don't have a problem with COVID in Egypt. I know, but you have <laughs> travelers, you know what I mean? And it's the travelers right. that are the, the problem. So before I take this picture down, what is this bottom yeah, one? The, the bottom one is from Edfu Temple. Uh, when you when you go out the one side of the temple, that's where you get part of the Atlantis story. Oh. So that's what this is. Oh. Now, it doesn't specifically spell out this is Atlantis, um, but it has elements of the story that were passed down from Solon to, to Plato. And so, um, you know, we, we don't have anywhere the full story that uh, had got passed down to Plato, but there are parts of it at Edfu Temple. So um, I have a great video of back and forth between Mohammed and Johnny. Uh, talking about the Atlantis story that I've posted to the Connected Universe Portal site. So it's a it's a nice 15-minute back and forth explaining the Atlantis story and how it's depicted there at Edfu. Yeah. So the Connected and, Universe and Portal, all right, you can do that. Go to ConnectedUniversePortal.com, mm -hmm. sign up. You can get your newsletters. Um, is there a cost for this? Um, yeah, so it's uh, $9.99 a month. Now, there's, there are some free articles and things like that out there. Uh, so, like, there's a whole free Egypt recap. Uh, but to get into, like, all the videos and all and, that stuff. And you have uh, a lot on there. A lot. There a lot is a ton in there, yeah. Um, $9.99 a month. But you can try it out for 30 days for free. There you go. See, so now yeah. check it out. But, but there is a lot. There's a lot of content and then, you know, updating and, and everything as he's going. So worth it. Mm -hmm. All right, I got to catch up on these um, <laughs> comments here. I keep I'm trying to put all the links in for everything that we keep talking about into the. Appreciate that. Oh, so yeah, channels. if there are any questions, I'll take some questions. Yeah. Yep. You Can have you feel the energy and yeah, and are the tombs haunted? 
Yeah, you can definitely feel an energy there. I mean, especially when you go inside the the Great Pyramid, there is just no doubt about it. When you're inside there, you get it, it's it's electric in there. So, um, and you know, there there are the ideas that it used to be a power plant, like Christopher Dudd's uh, uh, Giza power plant. Um, you know, you can certainly see how it was a machine, and there's there's still definitely an energy that's there. And going into a lot of these different temples, it's just you know you you start to and part of it's probably adrenaline too, because you're going in these locations so and you're like, you know, people were walking here thousands of years ago, and I'm walking in the same places that they were. Um, so part of it's adrenaline, but you can also feel, uh, you know, the energy of the locations as well, because it's built into that. You know, you have, you know, a lot of these places are are made of of granite, uh, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's and it's the Aswan rose quartz, which is 55% quartz. Uh, so you have that energy off the quartz. And the way that they would build these temples. Um, you know, you'd have the granite sculptures and all that, but um, the the threshold of the temple would always be made in granite, so that when you're uh, walking into the temple, is basically setting you Amazing. onto the same frequency that everybody that walks in there will be on the same frequency when they when they enter. That's pretty amazing. And they did something too with the water table underneath to activate mm-hmm. things that make the energy go up and and the top of every single pyramid all the way around the globe has a emission of energy at the same height out of each and every single one of them so how amazing is that and you know like i would love to just kind of connect the dots as to where they are you know around the globe and yeah yeah they're definitely all connected with the uh like ley lines and whatnot too you know If, if that you know, what, all right, ley lines. When you were up in Alaska, the Alaska Triangle thing, mm-hmm. and you were doing the rods and everything else up there, so highly magnetic area you found up there. Oh like, yeah, on the ley lines. Do you think that's the problem up there? Yeah, um, yeah. There's definitely a lot of energy up there, in, in a number of different ways. So yeah, you have the. Yeah, we call them ley lines. They're, they're uh, telluric currents, the Earth's energy grid. We, we call it a ley line because of the way they line up, and that's that's the ley. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, that type of energy that's up there. It's a very volatile area, so you have volcanic activity up there. You have seismic activity with earthquakes. So you have you know physical uh energy that's getting set off up there as well so that combination is just and then you know you have uh, <laughs> the the weather yes but uh the the solar flares you know with the increased solar activity because you know you're up there at uh the very top of the world where the uh the magnetic shield is not as strong that's why we see when we go up there we see the aurora borealis because we're getting the sun flares that are hitting off of that the ionosphere and you're actually seeing you know the the magnetic uh protection of the earth but because it's a little bit thinner there that's why we end up seeing all the colors and everything up there so you're you're having all this you know increased activity from multiple uh you know areas up there and so um so being in in Egypt, knowing that, I mean, the Great Pyramid is on one of those major uh, crossing lines. points of those lines, and it's at basically the very you know center of the world, you know. So, <laughs> so it's a highly amazing. energetic again, area. Again, yeah. now just to, again with Alaska, how much is global warming warming like affecting this the like the amount of EMF like coming through the ground or coming you know from the planet? If it's not as covered with ice and snow. Yeah, you know, any time a climate climate change occurs, and we've had climate change throughout the the Earth's 
you know, in entire history. So it's, it's different now than it was, um, you know, like say during the ice age and, you know, or, or when a meteor hit and all of a sudden, you know, crazy things happened. Um, but yes, the climate change definitely affects, uh, you know, the way your, your area of the world is going to interact with, with energy. So, um, whether that's an increase in water and water is going to, of course, be another conductor of electricity for you. So, yeah, it's know, definitely it's going to have an effect. Right? It, it's just crazy. All right, so we're continuing with our pictures. All right, what are these? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's going on here? And that's great that you put these two together. So uh, we'll start with the bottom uh, photo here. That's actually the base of the Great Pyramid. Oh. And you can see you can see the blocks around the top and then around the the left hand side. But what's interesting about this now, uh, mainstream Egyptologists will say that you know the Egyptians leveled the entire plateau, um, you know which which would be an amazing feat, and then built the pyramid <laughs> on top of that, which is not exactly true. They did level much of the plateau, but they included parts of the bedrock into the pyramid as well. And that's what you're seeing here, uh, where you can actually see. Uh, the bedrock there of the plateau, and then they put the pyramid over it. So, you know, it it actually makes a more solid structure if you have, uh, you know, this combination of bedrock and pyramid. uh, Yeah. It does solidify the base. Yeah. But yeah, you can't, you you, got to have a good foundation. Oh, for sure. Basis of any kind of construction. But what's interesting about this is the erosion that you can see uh, in in the bedrock that's there, it's very similar to the other photo. Is the uh, the Sphinx enclosure? Now there's a you know very very big debate about how old the the Sphinx is. Uh, geologists will tell you that it's at least ten thousand years old because that type of water erosion in the uh, Sphinx enclosure could not you know have happened uh, any time before ten thousand years or any time since uh, 10,000 years ago because there just wasn't that type of water on the Giza, on the Giza Plateau. But 10,000 plus years ago, there was, and that would have created that erosion pattern in the uh, in the enclosure. And you can see that same erosion there in the yeah. bedrock. And that wouldn't uh, have been even the Great just Pyramid. from a flood, right? Because, I mean, they had so many floods and the floods destroyed a lot of, you know, the places that they had originally set up, you know, enormously high floods you know they had floods every year when they would count for it you know but yeah this is from constant rainfall yeah that can't be a flood because that's a that's a gouge yeah yeah that that is consistent rainfall over many many years Exactly. Uh, but but what it does do is it it does for sure say that yes the (laughs) uh the great pyramid is certainly newer than the sphinx and you know they, they they try to date these things around the same time but you can kind of see here that no, the Sphinx is much, much, much older than the Great Pyramid, but the Great Pyramid itself is definitely extremely old. Right. That's just so huge, so amazing. That's just such an odd yeah. shape. This the Sphinx, you know. The Sphinx, yeah. The head is is too small. Uh, it's been it recarved. Yeah. It's just really weird, you know. Like, what would be the purpose of this? I'm not sure. But um, now, the first pyramid was that step pyramid. When was that built as comparison to the Giza pyramids? Um, yeah, that was before. Actually, the Bent Pyramid is, is a little bit older than the oh, Step that's Pyramid. True. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was a failure. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, what's interesting about that, and, and this is some of the stuff that we were you know, going through while we were there with, with the Bent Pyramid. Now, a lot of yeah, mainstream uh, Egyptologists will say, well, they started building it too steep and then corrected themselves, where others will say, no, it was actually in the design. Um, what's interesting is that the, the king that it's credited to, Sneferu, um, there are many people who tell you, well, no, he actually restored it. It was there uh, much longer than than they believe, and his his name is very very similar to the uh, Egyptian word, or I guess it would be the ancient Egyptian word for sandpaper, which would be um, like a polishing implement. So he would have been huh. the polisher or the restorer of the pyramid, not the actual builder of it, which is very interesting. So you can kind of see some secrets within the names. Uh, what's very interesting about the pyramids is that within any of these, whether it's Step Pyramid or the Bent Pyramid, uh, the Great Pyramid and, and the others around it, uh, there are no hieroglyphs. So uh, these are what we would call, you know, like pre dynastic or some will say pre-cataclysmic that these were built you know before uh you know the great cataclysm you, of the day can you carbon date i mean is there is you there... can't carbon date stone that's no, one of the problems all. nothing yeah there's nothing to no wow. and so yeah you know people will try to look for for reference material you know can we find a you know pot shard or whatever um and that's and that's what a lot of the mainstream archaeologists uh or egyptologists try to say well we, we can't find any pottery that's dating back to that time okay and then one of their arguments was well we don't have other structures that are you know, ten thousand years old then all of a sudden a few years ago you know they unearthed gobekli tepe and they're like oh that's ten thousand years old <laughs> <laughs> well you know um yeah there you go i mean yeah because we're thinking what three five you know yeah, they're, they're saying, yeah, the, the Great Pyramid was built about 2,500 years ago by a 25-year-old king uh, for use as a tomb. Now, with the amount of time that it would have taken to actually build the Great Pyramid, he would he and his children would never seen the completion of this thing. So how that was been used for a tomb is, is beyond me, but... Um, yeah, no, it was built much... I hope, I hope. Well, and, and there's a photo in there... Um, the, the one that has the the egg with the drawing of the pyramids. The draw, if you know drawing. What that is. Okay, let me just keep going through here. It, it's um. That one. Yeah, there we go. There we oh, go. Oh, that was that is the one. Yep. Yeah. Bottom okay. the bottom right photo there. So that's a that's an ancient ostrich egg. Um, oh, it is. No, yeah, <laughs> that's what that is. What is this top wheel thing? Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> she jumps. But, she jumps. I do that. Right. It's that's, been that's making okay. her crazy since you sent it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the the bottom the bottom right it's a ancient ostrich egg which you can very very clearly see the three pyramids on there. Yeah. Um, you know the the design to the right of that. You know, it, to me, it looks like the Nile River, which used to run very, a lot, lot closer uh, to the pyramids. So, and, and people drew what they saw. So, okay, here are the three pyramids. Now, remember, mainstream is trying to say pyramids were built 2,500 years ago. That ostrich egg, which you, you can carbonate an ostrich egg, is 4,500 or more years old. And the pyramids were already built there. I put this up here bigger. There you go. Yeah. Wow, that is that is something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Mainstream will try to say that these are mountains, 
but um, they don't no, have mountains that look like that in, in Egypt. You know, yeah. and <laughs> they'd be covered with sand and blown away if you did. So that's, um wow, that's pretty amazing. All right, let's get back to this. All right, so the pottery, where is the pottery from? Okay, the piece of pottery is from around the same time frame. Now, what's interesting to me about that is the swirl pattern on that because we see that same swirl pattern in so many other areas of the world. We see it at Newgrange in Ireland. We see it in Sardinia. Um, a year and a half ago, I was out in Chaco Canyon, New Mexico, and they have petroglyphs with that same design with yeah. these uh, figures of... Yeah, well, they call yeah. them star people. So yeah. the Mayans uh, and the Aztecs and everything too. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. see, yeah, exactly. You see that swirl pattern every everywhere, and so um, it's a kind of another piece of the puzzle about of you know, basically telling us that all these different cultures were connected. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. Okay, uh, what's the wheel thing? Okay, the the wheel thing at the top. We really don't know what the function of this thing <laughs> oh, was. So that's called. <laughs> It's called it's called the schist disc. Um, it's actually made out of slate. Uh, it's, if, if you can believe that, yeah, it's slate. Uh, but it definitely looks space aged. Um, Tom Danley, who's a uh, sound engineer, he did a lot of work within the Great Pyramid. Uh, he he believes that this was a device to uh, to create a certain resonance. Uh, so. Well, but we, like we truly the, don't know what the function was the, for it. The cylinder in the center, I mean, it looks like like a wheelbase, you know, like an axle. Mm-hmm. You would put the rod through there. So it either, you know, it could turn something, it could open something, you know. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely could blow spun. in the wind because yeah. it's got wings, you know what I mean? Like maybe that would let it spin with air. Yeah, with it definitely spun. That. It's definitely aerodynamic. Um you know, according to Danley, it's supposed to you know resonate with some sort of sound. Now, it, to me, I think it probably had some other function other than just sound. But yeah, yeah just just the yeah. fact that it it is completely foreign to any other type of object that we're getting aliens. out of ancient Egypt. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to do with aliens. Now, everyone is saying aliens. Yeah, aliens. aliens. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Well, I'm not saying it's aliens, <laughs> but it's aliens. It's aliens. If it, if it you're not like saying alien, it isn't, but you're not saying it is. But then again, all right, we have a diff- we have different theories. We have different theories about these things. Do they believe mm-hmm. in reading the stars and planetary alignments like the Mayans? Yeah, great question. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you see that uh, within a lot of the temples. You'll see. Uh, well. Like I was talking about, they, they believed in different uh, cycles of the sun, so we were there for the uh, return of the Kepler cycle. You'll see, like, on the, the ceilings of some of the different temples, uh, you know, moon phases. Um, the, the Binbin stone at, uh, at the Cairo Museum uh, has the, uh, uh, you know, constellation of Orion is right there on the Binbin stone. So, uh, yeah, so they definitely believed in all of that. Absolutely. Okay, now we're going to do this. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Dear tour guides, kindly don't explain inside this part. We appreciate your co- cooperation. Yeah, this is kind it. of funny. Um, be- there are some locations that they would not let the guides uh, in there to explain things. So that was one of the, one of them. That was uh, Hatshepsut's uh, temple. If, if, if you go back to that, I want to point something out. Um Above it, and above you star. can see in the hieroglyphs, yeah, you can see the star, and then uh, to the left of that, you see the gate. So basically, this is an entrance to uh, a stargate. And there, in Hatshepsut's temple, um, 
if you go further back into that, and they don't let you all the way back. Um, they actually have a couple of guards there, and they'll kind of they'll say, well, "I'll take Can some photos for those? you." And, <laughs> you well, those? yeah, I'm getting to that, and <laughs> okay. you know, for a dollar or two, they'll take some photos for you. But Johnny um, ran up uh, ahead of us and the, the rest of the people that were there when we first got there. He ran up in there. I don't know how much money he gave them. Um, but he got past them so he could get inside uh, to actually get the Stargate uh, cartouche that's in there. Basically, it's a cartouche full of stars, and I, I know you have it on one of the slides there. Is it this one? See, that's no. another Stargate one there at the that's bottom. That was at Abydos. But okay, bottom bottom left right there. Yeah, yep. bottom left, and yep. that's that's what's inside uh, Hatshepsut's temple. Now, what I in the Stargate area? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a cartouche full of stars. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's the one above this? This the one above that building something or moving something. Yeah, that's what's known as the the, people call it the Dendara light bulb Um, because it kind of it kind of looks like that. It kind of resembles it. Um, They're not actually light bulbs though. Um, There's actually three of them. There's one on the wall directly behind this too. Uh, but this okay. is one of the quote-unquote crypts. Uh, the snakes represent energy. So anytime you see snakes like that, um, it, it, we're, we're talking about energy. Uh, but the the bottoms of these, where you kind of see them connected to the bulb part, mm-hmm. those are, are lotus flowers. And, and the lotus flowers signified enlightenment. So you have enlightenment being fed into this energy. And so what in our modern I we're seeing it as a light bulb, but basically it's an energy field that mm. is being generated. So, you know, not a light bulb, but you know, significant amount of energy uh, well, that, that has been created in. here. But now mm-hmm. the the guy in the center that has the disc over his head now doesn't that represent like the sun when you have the disc over your head? Yeah, the disc over disc over the head is is the sun. Yeah. Hmm. So it just could be some kind of a sun energy type thing, you know. Maybe they were maybe they were doing, you know, um, thermal stuff, you know. Well, yeah, they definitely, uh, you know, you know, worship the sun, uh, you know, with Ra's there as their sun god. So um, yeah, they were definitely they a sun worshiping culture. They needed to yeah. get light inside these um, places. Actually, there was one one picture. Um, I don't know if I could find it. All right, I'm going to go bing, 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 bing through a bunch of pictures real quick. Is that one of the sun ray that's on me? Yes. Where? Yeah, that was really fun to, to put together. Yeah, that was so cool. Where Where was that? I love these ones. I absolutely adore them. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah, the, some of those are really beautiful. Oh, just my God. The, your, your pictures art, were amazing. I was just like Thank I you. could raid them all. Right, right. Oh, there you were up on the, you were on the cruise. That's the Nile, I take That's it. the last night on the Nile, yep. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, Conehead here. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Now, was is this a human that the they shaped the head? Was this a ritual like they did, like Africans did? So, or? this is from the Akhenaten collection. And uh, what's interesting about Akhenaten is he's... So he's the one that tried to turn uh, Egypt into a monotheistic society. Uh, a lot of the depictions of him are 
Uh, you know, he has a feminine shaped body, even though he's a male. And then you see a lot of these depictions of the elongated heads. That's just one. There are others within that case in which they had the elongated heads. So, um, you know, so there are a lot of people that, you know, believe, okay, was he, was he an alien or was he somehow related to mm. extraterrestrials, that sort of thing. Yeah, or just wrapped from birth, yeah. you know. And you but can see the bottom, star. the bottom uh, left there. Yeah, you can see a different depiction there of the Stargate, where the star is directly above the gate. Right. So there are a couple different ways that they signified Stargates. Yeah, pretty amazing stuff. Now this this girl, you met her on the the cruise, her and her. Um, oh yeah, her that's um, or yeah, that's that's Johnny's uh, Johnny's fiance, Shuzana. Oh, that's Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, is she tiny or is this thing huge? <laughs> uh, both. both? <laughs> I mean, she's she's pretty slender. Uh, oh, yeah, but, but yeah, there were some interesting uh, uh, sarcophagi there that were uh, extremely large. Like there was one that was at least 12 feet tall that they had standing up there. Wow. And, and there's an actual mummy in there? Um, no, it's not in there. It had been, yeah. Wow. Huh, huh, huh. So the question is, what happened to the 12-foot mummy? Yeah, I still (laughs) didn't find that picture with you with the, with the beam. No, I had it. It was in one of those pictures. I'm sure you'll come across it. Yeah, we'll come across it. We'll come across it. If not, I'll put it on the site. Or go, just go to Mike's, uh, go to to Mike's Facebook page. Check out all the pictures. Mm -hmm. All the... I mean, that's what I did. I just was like, oh, I like this. I like this. And I stole a bunch. <laughs> and, I, and I just whipped Thanks. through a bunch of um, throwing them together for, for the show, which was, I mean, it was fun. Um, Dave says, I can't stay. His wife has an appointment. Oh, yeah. you know. He'll catch the enemy. He always goes back. Yeah. You know. Yeah, just catch the what's, what's more important? The fox? Santa's elbow or the fox? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but I, I hate to be the, you know, the, the nudge, but you know what time it is, right? Oh, we have to go to commercial break. Yes, right. we do. <laughs> we gotta pay the bills. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna do a couple quick commercials, and then we'll be right back and right back into the Egyptian stuff. And actually, while this is playing, I'm gonna try to she's find gonna find that, that other picture. That other picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. The Fox Den is now proudly sponsored by Vortex Ghost Gear one of the leading fabricators of paranormal equipment. Bob Christopher is the founder and creator of Vortex Ghost Gear. He has decades of investigating, starting with his team at NEPA and as lead in the popular local TV show, Ghost Detectives, he has experience of how spirits could be seen or heard. Using this knowledge, he has manufactured equipment for specific scenarios of spirit manifestation and communication. He is the only manufacturer of the popular, lifelike trigger prop cats and dogs. Using proximity meters wired to lights and sound, these prove to be highly effective communication devices in the field of study. The HTO, another Vortex exclusive, allowing specific items to be the highlight or trigger of your investigation. For example, place the item on a metal tray or attach directly to any metal object such as keys or glasses that continue to go missing or moved. Ask the spirit to touch the item. The HTO will light. It has a sound option as well. This device was used in Travel Channel's Ghost Nation with great results. 
the dome, a static detector, can be the most useful device in your gear bag. This is to back up the theory that the spirits manifest using static electricity. Using several, you can track a spirit, for example, walking down a hallway, setting off each as it passes. The geophone detects vibrations. This is another way to track movement. If a claim is footsteps in the hallway or stairwell, set the sensitivity and place the device in that area. Its band of lights will show a range of vibrations from the slightest tapping, lighting only a few lights, to the loudest thumping, lighting the entire range. The EasyScan Ghost Boxes are very popular due to the ease of use. They are custom decorated to the individual or team using them. Bob programs and uses an Arduino-based computer scanning FM waves to potentially communicate with the spirit realm in real time. Every box is unique and all custom hand-decorated by Gina Bankston. The V-Pod has a special place for those who love the idea of REM pods. Use this sleeker, smaller, easier to transport device. It is a must-have in your gear bag. Take your investigating to the next level with many of Vortex Ghost Gear's unique and custom creations by Bob Christopher. Visit www.vortexghostgear.com to view all the products and get your equipment today. You can also investigate with Bob and Gina with ghostly excursions taking people to some of the most haunted locations in the USA. Visit www.ghostlyexcursions.com and join us on our next adventure. Welcome to Vortex Ghost Gear's newest addition to the paranormal equipment lineup. It's called CryptoCords, and this is a musical, motion-activated, coffin-shaped box. The device works first by inserting four AAA batteries. Point the box with the white motion sensor in the direction you wish to monitor. Push the red power button to turn on the device. The music will sound and the light will turn on only for a brief time as it sets itself. The box activates if something crosses or interacts within its range, stemming from the device's sensor in a V pattern to approximately 30 feet. If the barrier is broken quickly, as in if something walks in front of it briefly, the device will sound, the light will turn on, but only for a brief time, and then it will stop and reset itself. If something continuously moves in front of the device, the music will light and stay on longer. Keep waving your hand in front of the device to test that. Both the box and the music are customizable. As for the design, it can be almost anything, from our basic cross design to your team logo, to your favorite character, theme, or place to investigate, or if you have a haunted location. The music can also be almost anything. This we ask you to find and send to us. It has to be an MP3. Instrument only works best in up to two minutes. If your choice will work, we'll use it. As we custom build and hand paint each box, we always ask for your patience upon ordering. We create each box with pride and send as soon as we possibly can. We have so much more to offer at Vortex Ghost Gear. We welcome you to check out the site for all the paranormal equipment available, including our trigger prop cats and dogs, where there are some new additions to the kennel, the dome, the V-Pod, the HDO, the Geophone, and IR lights. 
we ask you go to www.vortexgoscare.com and happy hunting. Most of you may know Chris Lee from being a frequent guest on the Fox Den. Chris Lee is a Canadian clinical hypnotherapist specializing in his system of past life therapy, which eliminates people's persistent aches, pains, fears, and phobias, and debilitating emotions without prescriptions, medicine, unnecessary operations, nor ongoing therapy. Many of you already have his hard copy books from his Life in the Past Lane series, and some of you also know that if the books were not readily available, Chris has been very accommodating in sending those books personally. The books include Life in the Past Lane, Fears and Phobias, Aches and Pains, Crimes Against Humanity, with two more in the works, Book 5, History, Fact or Fiction, will be available soon. These are fascinating client true stories and testimonials confirming his system works. He can also teach you how to do a system as well. Currently, Chris is away for a prolonged period of time and is not able to send the hard copy books, but there is a silver lining. He has now made his books available as digital ebooks. To place your order, you can email Chris at book at pastlifewrap.com or visit the site www.pastlifewrap.com. While there, hit the shop button where you can see all the books and their descriptions. You will find the currently unavailable hard copy books priced at $15 plus shipping. You will also find the newly added ebooks, which are available for only $7.50 with obviously no shipping. The quickest way to start reading this amazing series. Payment is by bank, e-transfer, or PayPal. Go to www.pastliferap.com or email Chris at book at pastliferap.com to get your ebooks. Okay, finally we're back. Okay. <laughs> so Chris, poor Chris Lee, he was just um, really in rough shape out in, yeah. in Mexico and he just got out of the hospital. He lost oh. a lot of weight. Oh my gosh. He doesn't even look like him. I told him, eat, mm -hmm. eat. Mm -hmm. Young man, eat. <laughs> Send him to Italy. He'll munch, munch. There you munch. go. The little Italian grandmother will feed him chest. Absolutely. That's what, that's what I need. Um, Tammy, you can't go to bed yet. Yeah, Tammy, no. Uh-oh. Tammy says, I said, she says she has to go to bed. She'll listen to the archives later. 5.30 comes around. That was good to see you, Tammy. Yeah, well, Tammy's going to come help me investigate this weekend. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. She's oh, great. Gonna, yeah, she's going to come... Uh, Saturday night, stay till Sunday, and we're going to investigate and find out what the shadow thing is running around my house. <laughs> it's Mike's name, you know. He, he's like, dude, I was here for the show, but you wouldn't let me on. Go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so now we were we were talking about we we were talking about this about the right. the, the tour guides, how you got back there uh, with the bribes. <laughs> 
<laughs> with the bribes, yeah. With the bribes. We need to know about the bribes. You know, just everyone needs to know, have that stack of money for the bribes yeah. and the tips. And I will say this, it does not work at the uh, some of the bigger museums, like the Cairo Museum or the the, um, uh, the Civilization Museum. Like, you, you can't bribe the guys uh, in the, the Royal Mummy area to, uh, to get a photo done. They are on top of the... They... Those guys, they probably get there was money. a uh, there there was a group of school schoolgirls that was down there. They, they don't let the tour guys down there either into the royal mummy chambers. Um, really? Yep. No no photography. No tour guides. There was a group of girls down there that they were taking a a group selfie. It wasn't even by where the, the mummies were. There was no mummy in the photo. Their the wall was behind them, and they're doing like. <laughs> You know that sort of thing, you know, as a group, and those guys were on top of them. They, you know, they grabbed the teacher. They had, a, I mean, they took the, the cell phone right out of the girl's hand. They went over to the teacher, and they were they gave, they read them the riot act for that. Wow. So it doesn't work at the museums, but on site, on location at like the temples and and all that stuff, you you can use money to bribe your way into places. <laughs> that's awesome. I found the picture while we were doing there. It is. Yeah, projects. that's Abydos. Oh, nice. That is awesome. Now, yeah. was that did did someone else do that, or did they do that? that um, well, I mean, that's light? the sunlight. Yeah, the, the sunlight's coming in through the hole. Now, um, they did that purposely um, in a number of locations, and I had a couple of photos there of where the sun was directly hitting on like some different cartouches or some different um, right. you know drawings on the wall. Uh, so, yeah, these were these were done purposely where they had, you know, some of these like little skylights in there to, to shine down. And so uh, we used them to do some photos like this, which is fun. Absolutely. This that reminded me of like Indiana Jones with the staff. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. The staff of really There you go. Uh, yeah. You know, so you, mm -hmm. it's just amazing. Now, I was looking up things, you know, like all these charts to try to figure out what the hieroglyphs were. Now, did your guide. Was he reading mm -hmm. the hieroglyphs and telling you, like, were you deciphering yourselves? Like, did you? Yeah, yeah, he was. He you? was showing us some things. Yeah, Muhammad was definitely showing us some things, and um, I highly recommend go check out uh, Muhammad Ibrahim and uh, his his tour group, uh, Guide of Egypt. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, very uh, absolute class act. Uh, the the way everything's put together. Um, well, put from that, the moment you step link, off the airplane. Put the link for him in in the comments when the, when yeah. the show's over. Okay. Okay. Yeah. From the moment you step off the airplane, they guide you right through, even getting through the airport and and all that stuff. Wow. But um, so yeah, he was he was showing us a lot of uh, things with with the hieroglyphs and how to read some things. And I had taken, um, you know, like half a, I mean, it was twelve classes that I went through. It was half of a course of like twenty four classes. I never got through the whole thing uh, to to learn some hieroglyphs go. before going there. <laughs> Enough that I could recognize some things and all that. But he was showing us some different things as well with, with the glyphs. Yeah. Yeah. So now, like all the different gods and and whatnot, you know, the mm -hmm. hawk head and the what uh, the bull, the goose, the, you know, all these different things. So when you see these, like a goose. All of a sudden, are they talking about that one god, or does that mean something else? Or you know, yeah, it's 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 interesting because some of the different uh, gods and goddesses will look very similar. Like um, the the differences between like Sekhmet and uh, Tefnut are very very subtle. Uh, the one the Tefnut is the grandmother of, of Sekhmet, and they're both basically lioness headed goddesses. 
Um, so you kind of have to like look real close. And he was showing us like some of the the, the differences where uh, Tefnu was more uh, um, kind of relaxed, where Sekhmet is more, um, you know, she's she's going to glare at you proper. a bit. So, yeah. <laughs> so things more like proper. that. Right, um, right. right. Now, a lot of, okay, when they want to banish you and wipe you from history and all the destruction and, and the, mm -hmm. the statues getting torn down and the hieroglyphs where they just mauled. Is that what a lot of these missing chunks are? Yeah. And, and that's how you can tell what's, what's, a uh, you know, mo what's Time modern frame. and what's not is because, you know, you see the ancient defacement, which is, you know, which is really sad. Um, you know, where they, you know, they believe that, you know, if you, you know, wipe out, you know, this image, then that will take away the power of, you know, either the king or the, uh, or the god or what they call the, the netter. Uh, some people, they just, you know, try to completely obliterate like Ak Akhenaten. They didn't even know about him at all until they were trying to do some repair work and they're finding pieces of, um, you know, of, uh, texts of him, uh, blocks, you know, from statues and stuff like that, you know, buried within, uh, you know, the, these different cylinders, you know, other, other building parts and, and they're you know finding this stuff so um you know some of the different kings lists um don't mention certain kings so how do we know what's complete um you know which we, we're trying to piece it all together and yeah. so yeah there it, it it's um you know very challenging to try to know you know okay what you know what certain specific things are because it's been so which which drives me nuts today with all of this you know you know the tearing down of, of statues and defacing you know our modern uh sculptures and things like that because it's so frustrating you know we're looking back at the past and we're seeing oh, all this defacement yeah, oh because yeah. that's not politically correct or oh that's that offends me all oh, this all that oh, oh god mr potato head really i mean give me a break Happy Le Pew. <laughs> yeah, it's the stupid things. Wiley e. Coyote. I mean, Sorry, right. I'm from Canada, French. A lot of these things, you know, and it's just beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, history repeating itself. So it yeah, right. it makes it a challenge. Um, cool be cool to do with moonlight too. Yeah, and there are definitely um, some things that are aligned either with the moon or with the stars out there. So. Yeah, they were very much into different different uh, astronomical alignments, whether it was sun, moon, or stars. Yeah. Right, right. And there were, you know, like the, the women, the women pharaohs and, and such, like um, one of them, I can't, I don't remember her name, but her, was it her brother wanted to, he was young when she was a queen and then um, the pharaoh, whatever, um, and he wanted her spot and she all of a sudden died of mysterious causes. But there was a lot of that, her, yeah. And he wiped her off the, you know, just trying to, he just obliterated everything. But he ended up being one of the greatest builders, you know, and he built a, a fabulous city. I think he's the one that came up with the little blocks as opposed to the big blocks and made that huge city um, really fast as opposed to, you know, all the other construction that they had done before. It was really neat. I wish I could remember his name, but I just can't. I, you know, I, I bombarded myself with <laughs> so much stuff in the last, you know, week of, of reading and watching mm -hmm. and all this that it's just like, whew, you know. I, There's a lot because you're talking about thousands and thousands of years I, of history. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, he, he built this great big, like a, 
a city, an enclosed city, really fast with small blocks. But what he did, I mean, that was like a, a great accomplishment. But what he didn't do was take care of Egypt. So that Egypt mm -hmm. was getting lost as as troops were coming in and taking chunks of it. You know, so yeah. it was good and bad, you know. But I guess that's kind of like everybody. And then, and then uh, it was kind of close to the Nile. I, I'll have to look this up again after because it was really a fascinating story. But, you know, he wanted to keep everything tight-knit, and he did. Mm -hmm. But he was losing everything else. <laughs> but then, I believe I put, yeah. sorry, I believe I put the link to Mohammed's uh, Facebook page in the chat. Okay, great. Yeah. It's hard. To, you don't get the, the breakdown in anything. You were one of his mutual friends, so whatever. Cool. Okay. All right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for doing that. Doing my um, job. Doing my job. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get back to some other pictures over here. Okay. Let's see. So I put that up. We did that one. What? Yeah, we, we, all right. You know what? We didn't do this. What is this um, bottom right? Okay. So to get to that one, we have to go to some of the... We have to go to the Queen's Chamber. Okay. So... And that was... Because that's, that's a close-up of another photo. That was... Which one was that? Where are we? Dee, 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 so that, that's inside the Great Pyramid. Not this. Okay, this. yes, this. this. Okay. okay, so the bottom right Same here, enough. that's within the Queen's Chamber of the Great Pyramid. And, you know, there's, there was you know, no sarcophagus or anything uh, like that found in there. It wasn't, you know, for the queen or anything like that. But what they try to say is that with that niche back there that, well, we're not really sure what, is, what it was used for, but maybe there was a statue that was put back in there. Now, for one, the the, the corbelled ceiling is, is very much like the Grand Gallery, which we know is, well, the whole pyramid is tuned to the key of F sharp, which is actually the the resonance of the planet. So the, the pyramid is tuned to the planet. Um, and the wow. Grand Gallery is a, resonant, is a resonance chamber. Yeah. Uh, the Grand Gallery is a resonance chamber. This is kind of like a smaller version of the Grand Gallery. So it's, you know, there's a resonance within there. Um, now, it certainly was not any sort of like cubby hole for a statue because of the the wall back there and if you bring up that other sh that other photo i'll show you why there, there was some there was some sort of machine or something back in here because if you look at that wall for one you can see the blackened uh scorch marks where there was fire and the stone that's back there is vitrified you know it ah. it started to melt and you see that all down the back uh, of this oh. of this stone, so something got extremely extremely hot right there, and yeah. started to burn. Huh. I wonder what that could, what that would be. Huh. Yeah. There's there's a lot of different theories as to to what was in there, but uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people believe it was some sort of, of machine. If if you believe the the Giza uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza was a power plant, then then that would uh, certainly adhere to that aliens. idea. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily aliens but you know some sort of other advanced type of civilization yeah you know i mean like what would other than a machine what could make you know fire that hot right right that's wild that is wild yeah 
and if you go back to the you know the the photo of um, yeah that one, so there on the uh, on the left hand side that is what they call the sarcophagus in the uh, in the king's chamber. Um, a lot of people just call it the box because there, again there's never anybody that was ever found in here. Um, what happened to the lid of it? Um, you know we have we have no idea, but. What's interesting about this, and this was kind of like a little mini discovery that that we made there. Now, it's and it's funny because this thing has been studied for how long, <laughs> you know, uh, for years and years and years. Um, and what I noticed about it is on the back side of that box, um, it's it's completely flat, and then it has these three holes along the back side where it looks like you know something was was mounted. On the other three sides of the box is basically like this this lip that would that goes around the whole thing. So whatever was there for a lid or a top would have been slid in from the back side, which oh. you know at first sight and then you'd be able to hold it up. Yeah, and, and at first sight or first thought, it's like okay, fine. So they they slid in the lid of the sarcophagus or whatever from the back side. The problem is, is that um, I have not, and we saw a lot of sarcophagi there. Uh, the Cairo Museum has tons of sarcophagi from around Egypt. None of them are done like this. They're all, you know, from the top, placed down. Um, and, you know, none of them slide in from, from a specific side. So then maybe it was not, um, maybe it wasn't a body in there. Maybe it was stuff, you know, or something. It was, yes. It was like, something else. This, the, the style was very, very different from anything else. Hmm. And the, what, what Christopher Dunn uh, points out uh, in his work is that uh, the inside of it is so precise. It's just, it, it's more precise than things that we create today. And you, you don't need that kind of precision for, you know, putting a body but, in there. Yeah. Well, so then something, well, then something had to fit, like, perfectly in there. Right. Hmm. What that was, we have no idea. Hmm. Um, he believes that there was there was some sort of explosion here. Um, there's no way to, to prove that. I mean, you can see that the corner of the thing is gone. We don't know what happened to the top of it. No, um, someone stole it. Someone tried to yeah. break in the side because maybe they couldn't move the top first, so they had to break it so they could get a lever in there or whatever. You know, thieves are horrible. People, you know, people. They're horrible. But yeah. I wonder, I mean, I wonder if it was some kind of a machine or something in there. So there's no hieroglyphs in there? None. Nothing. None. Wow. That's, that's... Which is very, very different than... Oh. Yeah, the pyramids, no, no hieroglyphs. The temples are they're everywhere. I mean, they're all over the columns, they're all over the ceiling, they're on the interior walls, exterior walls are everywhere. But the right. pyramids, no, not a single one. Now, what about the what about scrolls and, and um, you know parchment? Was is there a, a lot of that that's survived or any of that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of papyrus that survived. You see some of that at the the Cairo Museum. You know, a lot of them are things like. Um, you know, what we call the Book of the Dead, which they right. never called it the Book of the Dead. <laughs> we call it that because right, um, right. it, it, it describes the, the journey to to the afterlife. They, um, uh, you know, they call it the Book of Going Forth by Day. 
uh, or the Book of Anu or the Amduat. They had a lot of different names depending on which part of the story uh, that they were that they were talking about. Wow. Really, really cool stuff. Okay, what what haven't we seen yet? Let's see. I'm going to go back into the other. Again, now, if you guys are just watching, look at this. The original shadow person. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> documented from what three thousand years ago or or so or such okay now these this ceiling these colors are amazing yeah that's fascinating so that's yeah that's at the um i which tomb is that that's probably ramses the sixth that's at the valley of the kings yeah. um now at the valley of the kings when you get a ticket there um you know, they have all kinds of different tombs that you can enter, but you, you know, one ticket will get you into three tombs, and then some tombs you have to buy a separate ticket, and it's an extra charge. So Ramsey the, Ramsey's the sixth, which is you know, considered the, the most beautiful and ornate of, of all the tombs there. That one is an extra ticket to get into, but you can see from the ceiling there, it is, it's phenomenal. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And are they huge? Oh yeah, they're. I mean, it's. Uh, is, they're not as big as like the temples, but you know, you're walking through. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's standing room. It goes up, you know, probably like a good ten feet or whatever. Um, wow. You know, and it's just like wow, somebody took the time to carve all of this out, and then, you know, all the all the hieroglyphs and the paintings, and you know, I mean, you know, floor to ceiling, it's it's all done. So it's it's beautiful. Now, you, know, you have different star charts and things this, like that in there. This is it. I mean, do they leave it as is, or have they like tried to touch up any colors? Do they do anything? Um, like that? No, they haven't tried to like touch up the colors. Like they haven't added paint or anything, but they've you know they've done a good job of like cleaning dirt off and things like that. Okay, just wondering. Okay, so now. I like is... the one at the top, the top right with Mohammed. So. Um, because the uh, the thing he's holding in his hand, it looks like what we would what we would think is like a you know the Wi-Fi symbol on your on your on your phone. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Wi-Fi. Because we yeah. were all saying that on your on your post, we said, "How's right. the Wi-Fi there?" That is yeah, amazing. And what it is is actually it, it represents meat. It's supposed to be ribs. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Wow. No, so, but gonna, everybody sees it as like you know the Wi-Fi. We're gonna stick with Wi-Fi. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the original Wi-Fi. Now I know that like a lot of these buildings, they had to have so many columns, otherwise they couldn't mm -hmm. hold up the ceiling because they didn't know about LVL. <laughs> but <laughs> um, you know, they they're just but they're just fabulous. They're, yeah, they're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <sighs> now, when did the? It seems like there's a lot of um, like the the Roman influence on some of these mm -mm. columns the architecture of it um these here um not really on a lot of these i mean there there is you know uh, there is a bit of a crossover at some point in time um in which in which you did have because you know the romans came in uh but that would have been after the Greeks, because uh, so there's a bit of a Greek influence in there, and you'll see, you know, some you know cartouches that have uh, Ptolemy. Uh, you'll see Alexander the Great uh, written in there. So yeah, there there's um, you you start seeing the those influences come in into some of the you know newer architecture. Hmm. All right, now the bottom middle. Mm -hmm. What is yeah. this? 
That's the Ark of the Covenant. Is it the is it the real Ark? You know, not the it, not no, the I mean, Ark of the so, Covenant, it's so, but no, it's so similar. It is a Ark of a co- of a Covenant. Um, so yeah, the the Hebrew concept of the Ark of the Covenant they got from the Egyptians. And so they would have the Egyptians in their temples. They would have a holy of the holies, just like the you know the Hebrew uh, temple had the holy of holies. And so within that, they had their version of of the ark. Um, and so yeah, it was a it was a concept that the Hebrews snagged from the Egyptians. <laughs> Jeez, well, the Egyptians have to be the original of everything. Didn't the Greeks add the blue paint? <laughs> well, they they like the blue, blue and the white. What else we got? Look at these. These are just phenomenal. So there's the genie again. Yeah, yeah. There's the genie, and then um, it's it's funny. The the one at the bottom uh, left. Uh, you know, everybody calls him Darth Vader, but it's the uh, personification of of the Kepper, the uh, you know the dung beetle. But basically, that that represents um, you know a, a new cycle, a new day. Really? Yep. Oh my goodness. See now, I would never have thought that. I would think devil, or <laughs> you know, just something. Something. Yeah, it's it's very different because it's a it's a straight on uh, depiction of him. Where you know most depictions of you know, the kings or the gods or whatever were from the side, but that one's straight on. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. really hmm. odd. Really odd. All right, we did this. Um, Okay. Oh, so here we go. This is like you're you're getting to the Valley of the Kings. Is that that sign there? Yeah. Some of the yeah. Some of these are Valley of the Kings. Uh, those different Very signs are are some of the different tombs that we visited. Uh, the one the top left that is a newer site that's in the process of um, of being excavated. So we could only get to you know see these couple of large uh, statues that are there. But but behind there they're they're unearthing. Um, in, in old temple back there with with more statues, so wow. that that one's a work in progress. That was going to be one of the questions. I'm like, have you seen something new? Yeah, one of the places we went to is a very small temple of Isis, and it it's just been unearthed in uh, recent years. And really, what was is different because of how small it is. It's like okay, this was just like some place like local for like the local community you know small village or whatever and they they needed a uh, temple of isis would basically be like a temple of healing and they just kind of like had the basics in there you know a couple of you know side rooms they had their holy of holies some hieroglyphs but not a lot um it just kind of gave you the the basics for it this is a this is a temple of isis you can come here for healing and that was about it um uh, so we got to see it you know, a smaller one rather than because a lot of these that we went to like abydos and dara Ed, i mean they were massive or like luxor and karnak those those two were both just you know huge ah. all right been watching for an hour this has been great i need to go to bed since they wake up early for work everyone has to go to bed this is more important than sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just have. I just. No, tomorrow's sleep. Friday. The weekend's almost here. You can catch up on Saturday. Right. Yeah. The, the, just share the archive. You know, we'll be. We're, it's fine. It's fine. I'll. I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> we won't hold it. All right. Now you. we're we're pointing to a lot of different things here. Um. So, let's see. We're at. Okay. The two with Johnny there in the. On the top, um, that's at Edfu. That's when we're going over the Atlantis story. 
Okay. So, and the one all the way over there in the top, that might be also be Edfu. Um, yeah, th- all these look like Edfu. Yeah. Hey, I banded some together right. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Susanna there at the at the bottom right, it looks like she's pointing at another Stargate. It's kind of it's hard to tell because it's it's small, it's but small. I know I, yeah. I could go through my pictures off off camera and try to you know get them back up there, but all I can say is you want to see these pictures better, go to Mike Rick Setter's uh, <laughs> timeline and just scope all the pictures because this is not I did all upload of them. a lot of photos yeah. yeah this is not all of them i was living vicariously through all these pictures like all right this one here the the top center what is that about yeah top center so again we are looking at uh you see the snake and right. i mean basically it's like a five-headed snake and uh, again the snake is a representation of of energy and so you know you have basically the the corpse there you know that is encircled by this energy so you know, basically it's kind of you know getting the energy together and preparing the uh you know the the body for the afterlife because wow. you know, we need that energy to to make that journey wow now, did you see any of those jars and all that kind of stuff with the the um that put the body parts in and whatnot? Oh, the canopic jar. Hang yeah. on a second. I got something for you. You got one? You brought one home? Get out! <gasps> <laughs> this wasn't. No, this this was not really Double used by an ancient Egyptian. It's it's a it's a replica. replica. Now, this in itself is a hundred years old. Um, yeah, we went to a uh, alabaster shop that's been in the family for like a hundred years, and in their back room, they have their uh, their historic section that was basically um, like their their grandfathers, uh, you know, created this. And so I, there's a set of four. I said, hang on to the other three for me because it was kind of pricey. So I got, mm. I do have one. Well, awesome, that's great. Yeah. I'm so glad that you did that. <laughs> what else did you bring home? I mean. I know you brought home. Um, yeah, I brought home like some papyrus, um, uh, incense and spices, and um, you know, got some uh, you know little little statuettes for for relatives, and uh, I got Nicole some perfume. So awesome. yeah, <laughs> awesome. Oh, we got. I'm, I'm not wearing it right now, but we also got uh, matching necklaces. And, yeah, yay! It oh, basically has our names in a cartouche. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'd be the incense and spices for days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we wouldn't get like real frankincense. Did you bring one of the yeah. outfits that you were trying? Oh, yeah. Uh, the the photos of, of me and the Galabea, yeah, I bought that. Good, because that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was fun. That was fun. We all got up in the Galabeas, and, and we had a fun night, yeah. Oh, my God. What a trip. What a trip. So now did you meet some new people that you're going to be friends with for, like, the rest of your life? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're with these people for two weeks, so. Right. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely make some bonds and connections and all that. And um, yeah, along along the way, uh, you know, Mohammed and I uh, we're, we're talking about, and I think I mentioned it earlier, like a year and a half from now, doing another trip because um, we had some nice, uh, good conversations. So um, now you're gonna open it up for like friends and family members and things like that to join you on this trip if they want to come along Gina's yeah. hinting. Right, hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint. Hint. bob you still watching bob hint <laughs> bob save up the money christmas you ring in must there you go. <laughs> yeah christmas birthday merry birthmas <laughs> there you go 
Yeah, it's, it's a year and a half away. You got some time. Right? Yeah, that would that would be just so amazing. But I would have to take some paranormal equipment with me. Oh, sure. Yeah, I took, um, like within the Great Pyramid, I had um, I had tri-field meter. Um, I also brought a, a chromatic tuner because like i was talking about before with have. uh with it being tuned to f sharp and actually the box in there is tuned to the key of a and so we're running some some different uh resonance tests within there now what's interesting is um you can't actually they, they don't want you taking photos or video of you doing that um and the archaeologist that let us in there uh anytime that you know, I'm sitting there, I got the device, and you're like, okay, I got you know the camera, and he's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Okay, fine. Oh, then he'd leave the room. Gonna... I'm going to do it. I can't post it publicly, but I have it you know, in my own collection of, well, you know, send it here to it is. Because yeah. I want to see that, because that, that's the part that really uh, fascinates me, too. I'd mm -hmm. like to see the different outcomes. Now, if you were doing a documentary or something like that, how would you and who would you... How would you go about it? Who would yeah, you that's contact? yeah, that's that's the trick. So um, I did film for Shadow Dimension Part Two out there, um, but to get uh, yeah, so because I could not get the uh, you know video or I can't make public the videos of me using the devices. It's basically going to be storytelling. You know, here are the sites. Here's you know Johnny. Here's me. Here's Muhammad. You know that sort of stuff. Here are the locations. Here's a story. Um, to get the uh, footage of using the devices and all that, you have to get permission through the Egyptian Antiquities Authority. So that's yeah, they run a everything. Neat trick. Yeah, yeah and they and it's yeah, they're it's they're, they're picky. Yeah, yeah it, it's tough. it's funny the things that they will allow and the things that they don't allow. So, <laughs> well, it depends on that mood that day. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wake up on the right side of the camel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Oh, God, that was bad. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> I think, I think we actually looked at all these pictures we did. Yes. Oh. Yeah, oh, a lot no. of those are Temple of Hatchops. Um, yeah, so the Stargates were in there and yeah. the... the the center See, the rams the on the center. side those are uh that's going to be karnak uh the the top right oh that's going to okay. be karnak because that was a, a temple in uh aries for aries yeah so that's a ton of rams going all, all the way mm -hmm. across there that's just phenomenal now are they all identical like yeah yeah that's the thing is they, they are all identical um the in the obelisk there that's also at, at karnak now what's interesting about that is we went to the site in aswan where they have uh what they call the unfinished obelisk so it's an obelisk that um they did not complete still there at the quarry but um you know i asked the question hey so because because at the quarry you could see where they had removed other obelisks where they had carved them out and so i had asked you know are some of those uh, obelisks that would have been, you know, created at the quarry that we were at, or are they here uh, at at Karnak? And you know, so and the answer was yes, some of them would have come here. Now, uh, sad thing is, there's there are more obelisks 
now outside of Egypt than they actually are in Egypt. They've been, you know, they're in London, New York, taken away. Yeah. Rome. Yeah, they got taken away. Uh, but the one that is, uh, I, where there's two still at Karnak, but the, the big one that's there measures out uh, almost perfectly to a T one of the, the spots that we saw there at the quarry. So it's kind of interesting. We got to see, you know, the spot so at the quarry know exactly where, where it was taken from, from right? and then, you know, boom, there it is wow. at Karnak. Yeah. Wow. So that was really cool. They should do like reenactment things out there of like how, you know, raising one, you know, with the sand. They don't know. That kind of stuff. They have no idea. Yeah, they, they talk about doing that with the sand and no, that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, I thought I saw it. It doesn't. No, no. Smaller version on an island. Yeah, it just, it really doesn't work. The the physics of it with, with obelisks that are that big, they don't work. Um and the there's also a problem of you know you're talking about you know something that's like a thousand tons 700 to a thousand tons and the the trick is how do you get it from the quarry onto the boat they haven't figured out how they did that because so, they, they have they, they they see depictions of okay you know here's a boat with an obelisk on it going down the Nile they they have depictions yeah. of that right. they have no idea how they got it from the the quarry onto the yeah. boat. Well, I've and then off the, the I've boat. I've seen some of the things like, like <laughs> they, they were doing things about Easter Island and those, you know, those figures and how they would move those figures and such. And and they were showing things how they could get those onto boats. Um, you'd have to lower. It was something you lower the boat, you get the thing out, and then you, the boat would raise up again and, and then take it away. I was just, It was amazing. Again, I watched it so long ago, I can't remember. I, I can't remember why I walked in the room. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, know. we're we're trying to put modern concepts to uh, you know, to an ancient methodology that we just don't know. You, you, know, you had, um, like, Coral Castle, Edward Lee Scanlon. Um, you know, he said he had figured out the secrets of the eight of the, of the ancients where he just, he by himself, you know, was creating... You know this this castle down there raising these large blocks with we don't know what but he had figured something out a lot of people believe it was magnetism and sound resonance um that could do some but i don't know about tons you know yeah they they figured and out so, some and so some perfect. ancient secret way but yeah again yeah. now i'm gonna go back to wherever this picture is with the is this the one there you go okay Mm -hmm. spaceships and helicopters and everything else <laughs> you know yeah that's at that's at abydos um and it's way up there too um so that's, yeah the the mainstream will try to yeah the mainstream will try to say well this is this is erosion but it's like no. okay no that's not erosion you, you can see where there is erosion and you know part of the mm -hmm. things chipped away on the right hand side but no, no that's not now it might uh, to me i see a helicopter or a tank and maybe it's a plane or a spaceship or whatever um or yep. some people think maybe it's a submarine that, yeah that's, i think one the the one on the top could be some kind of a ship but that's that's a flying that's a that's an alien ship for sure yeah, yeah and so yeah i mean it's we're but, we're looking at it through our our modern eyes and we're you know, we're giving it the context of what we are familiar with um right. And this is what we it's talked certainly about not the show. <laughs> yeah it's it's <laughs> certainly us. not anything that they normally you know created glyphs for 
So we, we don't have those glyphs anywhere else. So we're not sure what exactly that they were creating. Um, but to say it was say. erosion is is a bunch no. of bunk. We know it was not erosion. No, absolutely not. Erosion does make does not make things so precise. No. The no. lines and everything else was just like way too No, because it's still so yeah, because the lines gonna, are still crisp. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna side with your dad and say that <laughs> it is it is future us going back in time yeah. to help them. So it's it's us helping them with our technology, just we haven't been born yet doing it. Yeah, when I was talking with my dad over the weekend, it was it was funny because, um, like he's funny because he doesn't really believe in very much paranormal or anything like that. But talking with him about this stuff, he was like all on board. He's like, it's got He's like, it's got to be those alien guys or our future selves went back into the past and and created this stuff. So yeah, he was it was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it does make sense. I mean, because you never know we technology is insane you know they're they're already making things that you can transport items like an apple and they're working on transporting people like star trek you know all of those all those things that's it's science now you know time travel already exists although it's in space but it does exist it's quantum physics it's it's doable you know you can yeah do in, any of our science that we have now was was previously either pseudoscience or science fiction but now we're able to do it so right and then it's going to some advance and advance yeah and then time travel will be like nothing in the future so that could be us you know and it, then it our, could be you know if yeah. people laughed at, at tesla when he said uh you know one day you're going to have the you know be able to put the knowledge of the world in your pocket well right. you know we there have you the go. cell phone exactly yeah. <laughs> we and have access to the knowledge of the world right there yeah no no encyclopedia is so. needed we, we grew up you know looking up everything in, in school oh yeah, yeah. card yeah. catalog at the library and yeah exactly traditional system mm. yes mm -hmm. yes yes no one knows any, you know anything about how a library works anymore because you can you have kindle you know, I mean, I love books, right? but that's still, it's my generation. Yeah, you have a few books behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Just a yeah. couple. That's <laughs> only a small, that's only a smidgen of what you can see. I know there's more, there's more like behind me and underneath and cause there's like three more. She ran out of bookshelf there. space. Ah, yeah. yeah. So I got some, I, I know the feeling. I have another <laughs> library downstairs too. It's got more books. So. <laughs> Keeps growing. <laughs> I'll have yep. to have a book sale one of these days, <laughs> but I like my books. I don't want to get rid of them. Well, to add your mean. books to the collection. I don't have your books in my collection. Uh-oh. Sorry to say. And I'm going to put that picture up of your books. So when people, there's so many pictures. Sure. Here we go. There's, there's not all of the books, but if you go to Mike Rick's, a lot of them. Ricksaker.com, you know, you can see a lot of the books there. Um, but they are available on Amazon and other spots. Oh, my dog just came in and out, scared me. <laughs> But, but, um, but a lot of paranormal books, a lot of, you know, you have to go, um, the walk in the shadows. So the encounters with the paranormal series and all of that, you know, so he does everything. He just, he's just, he's in, into all the mysteries of our world, you know, which is fascinating. I absolutely love it. And, um, and the shadow figures, you got to go to that, the, the document, let me go to the banners here, um, right here. Okay, the Shadow Dimension docu-series, go to www.shadowdimension.com and do that. This is important. ConnectedUniversePortal.com. Go there, sign up, try it for a month for free. If you like it, 
the mere 10 bucks stick a month, around you yeah. know and, and there's a lot of information he puts up a lot of information because he does a lot of things if you guys know mike he's been on a lot of shows he's done a lot of documentaries you know author he's he's very invested in getting information out for you and uh, as are we absolutely so that's that's the um that's the key let's see Microfish. Oh, here we go. Yeah, micro microfiche. Yes, I remember microfiche. <laughs> yeah, thank God those yep. days are over. Yes, yes, it is. I mean, because, but then again, I get stuck on the computer, especially when I'm looking up things. Mm -hmm. June. Oh, yeah, you can get lost for a while. Uh, you know, I, I love going through like old newspaper archives, which there's so much of that online these days. Yeah. And you can just really dive into that. Yeah. Yeah, to find the old, the old, um, mm -hmm. lost and, you know, go, say everything old, old is new. Again. Yeah, old conspiracy yep. theories and such. <laughs> it would be awesome. Well, I mean, so speaking of Egypt, you go back into, um, it's late 1800s, you'll find, um, you know, articles there from, uh, George Reisner, who was an early, uh, e uh, Egyptologist, early explorer out there in Egypt. And you'll find uh, articles and drawings and illustrations of secret chambers within the Sphinx. There's a uh, there's a hole in the top of the head of the Sphinx. They have filled it in now. Um, some people believe it was like a hole to mount uh, a crown on top of the Sphinx or, or whatever. But according to George Reisner, um, it was actually a uh, passageway where you could get down inside the Sphinx and there were different hidden chambers. And then beneath the Sphinx uh, were you know, like temples and things like this. So, um, and, you know, the Rosicrucians believed in uh, temples under the Sphinx. And of course, you have Edgar Casey talking about, um, you know, there being, you know, secret uh, areas under the left paw. So, uh, extremely, right. I mean, it extremely has to be there for a reason. And that odd mm -hmm. shape has to be for a reason. Those legs are really long. So that's like, you know, to me, it seems like it would be like a grand entryway, you know, or a staircase going. The riddle of the Sphinx. Yeah. Something, you know, somebody knows something. Yeah. Someone well, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, you know, Zahi Hawass, he'll, he'll downplay everything. Uh, out there but yet then there's a photo of him coming up out of um you know this this little tunnel from the uh the base of the sphinx you know it's like mm. you mm. can't sit there and say yeah there's nothing going on down here, yeah, here, no, I'll, I'll, here yeah, here's yeah, me yeah, coming up out of the hole <laughs> nothing to see here <laughs> unless you got money uh, <laughs> it's funny that would be big bucks to bribe that <laughs> get yeah. in there yeah. But, yeah. Well, when but when then, John Anthony West and Robert Schock were doing their research back in the early 1990s, where, uh, you know, they were uh, doing that research on the erosion of the enclosure area, they started doing some seismic testing there and did discover there, you know, there were open cavities underneath the Sphinx. Well, within two hours, boom, they stopped. The, no. the Egyptian authority came out and just stopped them. They were like, nope, wow. you're done. Wow. So, oh, they just don't want, they know. Well, they, they are mm -hmm. like... They are. They they rule yeah. everything. Well, they know more. Can you bring up that uh, photo of the Sphinx again? So off, you can barely see it, um, but off on the right-hand side there, you can kind of see there's a wooden walkway uh, leading up to the Sphinx there. Uh, we didn't have access to that. Uh, but what people have been saying is that for, for years that at late at night, um, they're coming out and lifting up that wooden walkway and they're digging. Mm. 
So now that's that's a story. We don't necessarily know it's true. You know, of course, show me the about, photos or video of them doing it, but that's that's what people are saying. Right. Well, what about like LIDAR? If if they would allow it, if they would allow it, because you know if you could come in there even with a plane, because they get the big huge lidars that you can mount in the bottom of a, of a plane. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, see everything. It, it's what you can get permission to do. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Oh my god! So now you went to so many. All right, list all the places that you went and the places that you want to go to. Oh geez. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we went, we had, let's see, uh, Dasher, which has the, the Bent Pyramid, the Red Pyramid, and there was a, uh, another little one in there. Uh, then there was uh, Saqqara, which has the Step Pyramid, a bunch of uh, tombs, um, temple area, and all that around there. <clears throat> Giza, of course, you know, the uh, you know, has the Great Pyramid, the Sphinx, the temple in front of the Sphinx, the other pyramids, all that stuff back there. Um, then we went down to Aswan, so, you know, we did, uh, Esna, Luxor, Karnak, Edfu, uh, Abydos and Dindara, um, you know, we did some different museums, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff we did. Yeah, I know, uh, we're, two weeks, I mean, I would be, yeah, I'd yeah, need, two weeks, I'd need and, about two months to recover from this two weeks. Right, oh, I'm, I'm still feeling it, trust me. Um, we did not do uh, Abu Simbel because it was just going to be too hot. Um, it was, we would have had to gotten, I mean, we, a lot of us were dying from the heat. Um, but that would have been uh, getting up at three in the morning, having a three-hour drive out there uh, to where we stopped, then a 45-minute walk to the temple itself get an hour on site 45 minute walk back to the bus and a three hour drive and they were saying it was going to be upwards to almost 130 degrees there oh, so good God. we well we we wow. that went off the list yeah <laughs> well but it's still an amazing location that oh, sure. i'd love to get I, to look at yeah. pictures i'll look at yeah. your pictures <laughs> so and i would like I'll to get winter. closer to the sphinx um, you know, we had the special permission to get into, uh, you know, the areas that we did in the Great Pyramid. We got into the subterranean chamber and all that stuff in there, which was fantastic. Um, next time, I'd love to get, you know, closer to the Sphinx because we were we were kind of basically in the public area for that. Um, and that kind of was, you know, one of those, you know, you, you pick and choose what you're going to do. We wanted to be in the Great Pyramid for the start of the Kepler cycle on the solstice. So Absolutely. that means we we can't do special stuff with the Sphinx this time. So maybe next time. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, right? Because that's epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was epic. really epic. Yes. Yeah. Oh Especially with how much time that we had in there. It was only our group. Um, yeah, we're, we're there right on the summer solstice. We got into the subterranean chamber. And even the Queen's Chamber, they've been really limited as far as letting people in there right now. Um, so, so we got to do that as well, which was awesome. Again, again. So, where is your next dream trip to? Um, well, I mean, I have all kinds of places I want to go to, but um, I do have a trip that's already scheduled next year for uh, Ireland, next uh, July first through the ninth. So, it's Ancient Mysteries of Ireland tour, um, which uh, it was sold out. I think we had a couple of openings pop. Up, so you might still be able to sneak in there. Uh, where do, where it, do they sign up like, for that? 
Um, well, you can go to MikeRicksecker.com and you'll see the the link there on the side to uh, to get into that. And it's through Mysterious Adventures Journeys uh, or is Mysterious Adventures Tour dot com. Yeah. MikeRicksecker dot com is easy enough. Um, yeah. But there, there's all your YouTubes and Twitters and mm-hmm. Instagram. Thank you. And the only one I missed putting into the chat room was the Instagram. Sorry about that. Oh. That's all right. Nice. That's it's right. just the Instagram is Mike Ricksecker, so yeah, <laughs> yeah easy enough. They're, yeah, they're, they're all they're all right there. Um, again, share this show, uh, watch the show if you're listening, because we just showed far yeah. too many. The pictures are amazing, and the explanation is one thing, but without the picture to see it, it just doesn't do it justice. So go check out our website. Our website. Go check out our YouTube. Check out Mike's Facebook site. It's interesting. I kind of yeah. to... and all the books. Shoot. Oh yeah. And the series. Okay, of all the books, Mike, what's if somebody has to just choose one book, which is the one that you suggest? Uh, choose the latest one, "A Walk in the Shadows." Okay. Uh, you'll you know you'll get the whole rundown on shadow phenomenon. Uh, you get a lot of uh, history in there as well. You get a, you get to learn a, a lot about me because several of my personal experiences are in there as well as personal experiences from other people. Um, and you know we get into interdimensional beings within that. We get into ETs. Um, uh, we get into UFO phenomenon. You know uh, a little bit of time travel, uh, simulated universe. Right. So it gets into a lot of different concepts and kind of uh you know it almost does like a what if so like you know what if we're in a simulated universe what would be a shadow person within the simulated universe that kind of thing um you know after uh breaking down you know like all the different types like you know you know the hat wearing ones or the hooded figures uh we do get into sleep paralysis old hack syndrome and all that stuff too so right well fabulous that is awesome i need that book we need to get. We need to get a signed <laughs> copy of that book, don't we, Jimmy? I know. There you I need go. A, I need oh, a, do we know? Do you know the author? I do. I do know him. <laughs> we'll probably see him, him um, at, at some event coming up. I mean, we we're starting. We're going to be doing a few events now this year. So I'm, I'm getting my passport. I'm getting my passport, and I'm going to travel because I'm up there. There you Canada. go. Yeah. Well, he's 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 away now. You know, he he's moved to what Ohio. <laughs> yeah, Ohio. Yep, yeah. Cleveland area. Yeah, so many people in Ohio. What is this? I know. I got to go state. to West Virginia next week. Mm. So I'm in the kind of in the neck of the woods. All right, we got some comments here. All right, we are already past our closing, and I know we are, but I just want to make sure I'm not missing any. Um, no, there's a lot of people who popped in I at the last the minute, but they will check yes. out these. The archives Fantastic. are just cool. Yes. Also, remember, we have the audio version, which will be going out. But again, audio is not enough. You need to see the pictures. <laughs> I mean, yes, Gene and I are gorgeous. Mike is kind of cute, you know. But you need <laughs> to right. see the pictures. You need to see what, what's going on, what he's talking about. He's great at explaining, but it, it doesn't do it justice unless you see exactly what he's discussing. Mm, Get exactly. your butts over to the YouTube channel. Exactly. There we go. And if you want to get all of the uh, the inside videos, the travel blog, all that, uh, ConnectingUniversePortal.com uh, goes through every single day videos from each day. Um, you know the the free the free part of ConnectingUniversePortal.com has the the recap and some photos. But if you get into the membership side, again, thirty day free trial, um, you can get all the all the videos in the full travel blog for that. And that's awesome because they do some stuff. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. You want to see it. <laughs> you definitely want to see it. Now <laughs> I got to get back to my brand and find my exit thing. My thing has never been so loaded with stuff on the side here, ever. <laughs> but um, I, I just have to say thank you so much for, you know, sharing your trip with us. And again, people go to his site and just look at his page and look at all the pictures because they're just phenomenal. Yeah. Because once you start, thanks you so much for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd like we'd like yeah. to have you on again sometime you know um, sure absolutely yeah that'd be awesome we could maybe talk more paranormal. especially after ireland yeah there you go yeah ireland's gonna be fantastic too i would love mm-hmm. to go to ireland i want to go there i want to go to the castles you know i gotta do all oh, we're hitting a lot of castles yeah yeah i should be in a castle you live in a castle. My, my mini vision, of, you know, version of. She's a mini but, version of castle. And I'm building one with her swear, swear journal. Know, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We will see you all next week. We're going to have Mara Bishop on, and we're going to be talking about shamanism and shamanism for every day and like 365 little book that you can have on your nightstand table and have a little uh, shamanistic quote for the day. But very cool. Very cool. She's a really neat lady. And uh, Myra Bishop, you'll love her. And we'll see you then. So hang with us for a second, Mike. All right? So see you all next week. Thank you again for joining us for another episode in the Fox Den. We're here every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you a variety of guests. Streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and our anchor venues. We would love it if you would go to our YouTube channel, The Fox Den with Gina B and Mama D, and please subscribe, share, and definitely hit the notification button to never miss a show. We'll see you all next week, and subscribers, watch for our pop-up shows as well. <laughs>